So there I was, trapped in a cabin that was outdated even by Civil War standards, when I could have been out cocktailing and sample sailing. Take three. And take three. Oh, man. Welcome back to the Miranda's podcast, everyone. We are just having a rusty start. I think Sarah and I just spoke for a good like half hour before getting started. (laughs) And then we like had two false takes. (laughs) Yeah, this is it's almost 10 o'clock over here. I've been yawning nonstop. Um, This is the where this is an East Coast, West Coast production. So um. And I think I'm getting a little sick. I think Gilly's getting a little sick, but my I was God, sick. This episode yeah. this episode brought me some joy today watching it. Um this is season 4 episode 9 Sex in the Country or as I like to call like the beginning of the biggest Carrie Tracker episode ever. The beginning next, of next the, week. The, the beginning of the end really. The, this <laughs> is the beginning of the end for Carrie and Aiden. <laughs> yeah, I mean <clears throat> Uh, can I do a cold read? Just a quick yeah. cold read of this episode. I always before you I go always into love the your recaps. Cold reads. Tell me, Carrie. There are squirrels <laughs> in Manhattan. <laughs> Carrie's reaction to the squirrel slash Aiden's friend, his feral friend, <laughs> were so dramatic. Um. And it, it's as if she's never seen a squirrel. She's like, ah! oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it that he's like, that's that's my that's my friend. That's my squirrel. She's like, you can't be friends with a squirrel. <laughs> what other tricks do you have up your sleeve, Aid? <laughs> oh, my God. OK, I Don't, think we just need to get, get into, into the recap. Yeah. Okay. So quick recap. Um, This episode is all about compromising and what that means for relationships. So we have Carrie allegedly having to compromise, air quote, (laughs) um, her Manhattan ways by visiting Aiden's sweet country home in Suffern, which is really the country. An hour and 15 minutes out of the city. Yeah, it's like, in New, up in New York. Um, it's like barely she, out of the city. Oh my, she's sorry. Continue. Yeah. Okay. So um, she has to compromise for Aiden by visiting this country home that he really values and wants her to partake in and see the joy and effort that he's put into this place. Um, she ends up inviting Samantha along for the ride to keep her company. Sam in this episode has a little fun of her own with random weekend flings. She ends up having sex with the next door farmer. I didn't realize there was, you know. He was hot. He was cute. He was like an ex-finance guy. And after the crash, he came up to suffer oh, to farm. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is kind of like a timely plot for people like post-COVID who just like oh abandoned ship in the city so right. and just like went to upstate New York. Um, uh, Charlotte in this episode is... Um, really trying to have a baby with Trey and she's on a strict cycle for ovulating and them having sex. And that gets kind of interrupted by their visit to Trey's family's Connecticut compound for Bunny's orchid 
presentation or show. Mm-hmm. And Charlotte walks in on Trey and Bunny in kind of a compromising situation in the bathroom, which we <laughs> will definitely get into. And then kind of a huge, huge defining plot point is Miranda and Steve. Steve, we find out, has testicular cancer. Oh, yeah. And Miranda is there as support to help him um, you know, get the surgery. Mm-hmm. And as we know, this leads to kind of a new phase in their mm-hmm. relationship as the episodes progress. Um, so which one should we get into first? Should it be uh, the car- car- like all the ultimate carry tracker? I think we got to do the ultimate carry tracker. I don't need professional help. I've got you guys. Yeah, for about another 10 minutes. Yeah, I mean, Carrie is just fine. I get it. She's a city psyker. But she literally is like acting like having a temper tantrum like a child. And she's like, I hate this house. Like he did, she, he was like, say it, say it. And it was like, I hate this house. Like what? Like, I know. How can you be, how can you just like not adjust? You know? This floor is all original. Dates back to 1874. The plumbing's 1974, so of course it needs some work. But I put in a hot water heater all by myself. So what do you think? Scary as you thought it'd be? No, no. God, no. No. It was scarier. Oh, good. I know. I, I'm I'm so curious if the writers meant to have her be seen as so flawed and selfish, or if this is just part of her like quirky I'm a city girl, metropolitan um you know, her vibe. Like, I, I wasn't sure what the writers were trying to do. And I think we always come back to the question as like, are the writers self-aware of Carrie being a terrible person? Well, I kind of want to ask Aiden, like, Aiden, what are you doing? Go go date Shayla or Shayna or whatever that girl's name is from the bar. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, right. Dating Carrie. I don't know. I just um Yeah. When she showed up, she had that like I mean, it was a really cute outfit. She oh, had the skirt, she had her yes. giant suitcase, her flat flat ironed hair, her the big ass pumps. And so I loved that juxtaposition that the stylist mm. clearly did. Yes. Um and you know, she's got this like beautiful outfit on. And cause for her, she's kind of like playing a part. And she goes into the house and he's clearly put in so much work. Like, I mean, earlier you're telling about all the fucking DIY things you're doing right now oh for your God. new apartment. Mm-hmm. And it takes so much to like change a place and make it look nice. And she mm. was just shitting all over it and being super fake. Yeah. Yeah. It's um yeah, I I think that, it, I mean, this visit should have been both their kind of wake-up call that they, like, don't belong together, you know? Yeah. Um, but, like, I don't know. I just find her so odd. Like, yeah, why can't she just, like, have a good time with her, like, handsome man in the woods? I don't know. Um, I do love that she brought up Samantha, though, for, like, the next day or the next weekend or something for entertainment. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. Samantha was her entertainment. And Samantha comes just as like poorly dressed with her like hot low pink rise pink trousers and her trousers. <laughs> like basically country Barbie slut, you know, like yeah. what is this outfit <laughs> yeah. with but her? Also, like, like she looks kind of like, old i don't know she looks like a very much a middle-aged woman like i don't know 
No, yeah, she there's so many things that are going on and kind of wrong with her with her look. Um, But you know, as the the you know, this clearly takes place over like maybe two weekends. Again, time does not exist on the show. Yeah, and. So Carrie goes up there. It's not that great. So then she goes back and she like brings Samantha support. Um, she tries to have Samantha help her make this pie crust. And Samantha ends up going next door to the neighbor, this yes. guy who, as we said, is like a new transplant here. And Samantha, um, I don't know. I, I almost do feel bad for Kim Cattrall. Well, I, I mean, I know what you mean, but this guy was so hot. Like so, you really thought he was cute. I, I would. He didn't do anything for me. Oh my god! I thought he was such a babe. Are you kidding? Oh my god! Do you like outdoorsy men? Well, yeah, but also <laughs> like, well, there okay, was something I, about his nipple hanging out of his overalls that I just couldn't get <laughs> yeah, past. That's true. That's true. Overalls I, should have a shirt underneath them. But the th- so this is actually one of my favorite Samantha Zingers of the series that I forgot about. I'm a trisexual. I'll try anything once. But I've, I've like, definitely cackled at this one where, you know, this hot guy's on the tractor and Samantha's like, who's that? And Aiden's like, it's blah blah And Carrie's like, young McDonald. And Samantha goes, E-I-E-I-O. <laughs> <laughs> That's always made me laugh. Couldn't be any hotter in here. Or could it? Who's the farmer with the delts? Young McDonald? Oh, E-I-E-I-O. Oh, my God. Dude, Samantha is a true character. Like, this is not a real person. There is no, like, no person who speaks that way. I'm trying to think of, like, the other thing. Um, I mean, she also said something else, like, absurd in in this when, you know, she's milking the cow. And then she turns to the farmer and says, anything else around here need milking? Like, who talks like that? (laughs) And I was really... Can you imagine saying that to a man? Like, that is disgusting. I I mean, it's super... I mean, that sounds like any run-of-the-mill line in, you know, a porno. But porno, yeah. The thing is... The thing that I need clarification on, and I'm about to sound like an idiot, but just bear with me. Do only female cows, like, lactate milk? Yes. Because I think male cows are called, what, like a bull? Yeah, right? I don't think they, they don't have nipples. They don't, they don't nurse their young. So that's why I thought it was so funny is, like, here's this very, like, you know, it's like a female... <laughs> Beast. <laughs> Lactating. Samantha, you're a total lesbian. <laughs> Bre- breast milk for its, like, young, for its calf, for its child. And you're asking this man if there's anything else that needs, like, milking. And I get it. But also, I just think... You know what's like, funny? I, I didn't think about it that way. I literally, <laughs> like, just didn't see it that way. But you're right. Like, this is... These are udders. <laughs> these are udders. This is, these are utterly udders. <laughs> oh my god i you know what it's so funny that you say the thing about like a porno because so many of the scenes that samantha in are like we are in a porno the things that the sounds that we yeah. hear the things that she says and i'm so curious if if like the main writer of samantha was a man um yeah i'm sure 
maybe like a gay man. I don't know. But like, it's just like, I, I mean, Darren like Star so... wrote the show, right? And like, I know. Here we I'm are on season how... four. Like, <laughs> Darren Star wrote this, right? Wait, who are the writers of the show again? It's, it's no, but it's Bushnell, right? Yeah. But I think just about that. <laughs> I think just jumping off our combo from last week, like we were talking about how like many of the sex scenes and sex in the city don't even seem like loyal or true to the female experience. And that, you know, kind of checks out if a man or men are writing the series, even if they're gay men or whatever. But um. Like, okay, we need to do some more yeah. research and come did, prepared of us like who's writing this, who's the like who like did who directed it. Yeah. Um by the way, did you do the poll? Did you do polls on Instagram for the last You episode? know what? Gilly, I didn't do it, but I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. Okay, you know what? I've had a lot of my plate emotionally I, and I, I just I still wanna know if <laughs> the percentage of our Instagram followers and listeners if they want to follow us at the Miranda's pod on Instagram, like can uh, orgasm via intercourse, like, and no like hand manipulation. All right. I'll be sure to be <laughs> put that on. Big I'll be plate. sure to um, ask my sister and brother-in-law that question because they're the ones who answer the pod. <laughs> And my mom. Mom, this is okay. I'll, I'll really make sure my family answers that one. Yeah. All right, guys. So just be look out for that one. Um, no, I'll, I'll, I'll put it up. I want to know. I, I want. And there's no, and get, honestly, there's no like shame. There's no like, ooh, ah. It's, I want to see if our little sample that we can collect reflects like the Nash or the global kind of data. Oh, we're looking for global data now. Okay, so we, we gotta get we, we gotta get our our resident statistician on the case. Yeah, um, I mean, again, it's eighty percent, right? Person. Something like eighty to ninety percent of women do not can't orgasm via intercourse. All right, we're gonna put the poll out there tomorrow, Friday. I'm doing it, and I'll, Do it. I'll be like, hey guys, yeah. Um, hey guys, just quick check in. <laughs> and then you quick post Friday it and thoughts. Right back. <laughs> just a quick Friday check in, everybody. I hope everyone's having a good time. Um, but I think the other big carry tracker of this episode that we would be remiss to not mention <laughs> Carrie leaves oh, Aiden's no. country home for a quote unquote big meeting, right? She says, mm. I have a big meeting, and she is really. <laughs> meeting big i love i love how she used that pun even with aiden like he doesn't like okay where did we leave off no Be- he aiden does not know that she was getting dinner with big 100 percent. he does not know you don't think he knows no i don't think do you so. think he's we left off with her being like he's in my life my life yeah i can't do that sorry yeah like i don't want you seem again but like no i can't do that like, I have a big um, meeting. Yeah. I, I mean, who? yeah, who knows? I assume when she said that, she had, like, an actual meeting in the city. And then we see her, and she's sitting down with Big at a, like, fancy restaurant. Like, Big is clearly treating her to this, like, fancy like New York cloth. steak dinner. Yeah. And that, like, beautiful juxtaposition between what Big is providing, mm. you know, this, like, luxurious atmosphere the wine the meat right and then juxtaposed to like Aiden's country home which is homely and he's working on it and you know it's Carrie's so selfish 
She's so yeah. selfish. Like, how could you be having dinner with the man you cheated on? It's insane. With it's it, actually it, it, it's it's laughable that the writers wrote this and expected us to like root for her. I mean, th- in in real life, they would be this would be a humongous argument. And they would be broken up. And it's this is just leading. Is what it is. This is leading to next week's episode Ugh. in which all true fans and loyal fans know what's coming up. Yeah, they and do. It is I don't the, even like probably the biggest carry tracker I've added the entire series. I think what happens next week, which is that she invites big up to the country because he's lonely and needs help. Oh my God. I, my head hurts even just like thinking. About I know it. it's, it's, it's wild that this character was written on TV and people were like, I'm a Carrie. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> I know. I'm so um, Carrie. Yeah. Oh, I, um, yeah. No, I think that um, it's absolutely nutty that she goes into the city and then he's big as talking about, you know, this movie star actress he's seeing. Willow Summers. Willow Summers, who's probably the equivalent of like a Catherine Zeta-Jones or something for that time. And like, I would say. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. you think. But... Um, she, movie, movie star, yeah. Movie star. And like, she's trying to act like she's so over it. And he's like going into like you know obviously it's like mutt too much for the nitty-gritty details but of like his sexual attraction like sexual kind of event between him and will summers and like she's like no 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 i can't that's it that's enough and i'm just like what why are you like what why are you friends with him like what is the point of this thing i i I think it's just so oblivious, like so obvious, but oblivious to her that the deep feelings she still has has for him. And so she kind of wants to play the role of the cool girl having steak, drinking wine and talking to her ex about, you know, like the like getting juicy details about like his new relationship. And she really shows she shows her cards in the situation vulnerability um, that she can't handle hearing about it. which I, I don't blame her. I think that would be weird to begin with. I think it's weird that she's having dinner with him. Yeah. Um, let alone hearing about his new girlfriend. But well, I you do, know, I yeah, mm-hmm. I do want to hop into you know, a, I do think that Carrie in this episode writes actually one of the best like little things in her column, little phrase sentences in her column. Um, and I know what you're gonna say because I I wrote this down because I thought that actually is a great question. So she goes. Relationships, no matter how good, are inevitably a series of compromises. But how much of ourselves should we be willing to sacrifice for the other person before we stop being ourselves? Question. In a relationship, when does the art of compromise become compromising? And I think that's actually a really good question, Carrie. I don't have the answer to this one. And I think that's like kind of where well, I'm at in life, yeah. which is I can't figure out for myself, you know, what feels like a good compromise and what feels like too much. Um, Sometimes I think I, I people like as you get older, it's so much harder to compromise. 
And I think we go through peaks in our life when we're taught compromise as children, teaching to share, like being taught to be a good team member, to be a good partner. And then as you get older, it's like, it's really difficult to make compromises because there's such higher stakes at times. Like we're not just talking about compromise, like, oh, you know, you didn't, you didn't take out the trash. So I will like, there can be like, she's talking about like big compromises as in like lifestyle and someone really loving the country. And yeah. you're like, I don't give a shit about this. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I think this is a question that so many couples face and have to kind of confront. Um, because I think in all relationships, family, familial work, there are sacrifices and compromises. I think, um, it, it's this, yeah, I don't think there is a perfect answer to this question. Yeah, I think for me, the reason why this like, you know, part of the column like really resonated with me is, you know, I like having come out of a re- relationship recently and, you know, I'm I'm not even dating really like at all. <laughs> and I think part of the reason why is like, I just don't want to like get in a thing where I'm like, having to do like compromises and all over again, like, yeah, even the taking out the garbage thing, like, it's funny you say that and you're like, that's a little thing. But for me, it's just like, oh my God. Yeah. Like just the kind the the tit and for tat, like, it's just like too much for me personally. Um, and maybe I'm just I mean, like not yeah. ready um, to get back into a thing where I, you know, doing something for someone I love, but I think it's um, really hard. I think that when she asks, what does the art of, uh, in a relationship, when does the art of compromise become compromising? So I wanted to ask you that. When does it, when does, you know, the art of, you know, relational compromise become like too sacrificial, I guess? I think when it negatively impacts your mental and physical health, like I think you're, if it, if it's truly impacting your well being, So for people like what you talked about, the garbage, like if that is causing you undue stress, like undone chores, um, household tasks that go uncompleted, even when asked, like that adds up, that causes stress in your living environment. If there's like a physical toll that something is taking. So I think if it impacts your well-being, but I think other compromises, and I I think the word compromise is just, it's a spectrum, right? To like really big things, like really small things. And I think that spectrum can impact people. Um, You know, it's relative, um, but I, 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 I bet if you were to ask people in really long-term relationships, like I'm talking 20 plus years, yeah, I'm curious what, what they would say. Um, I think compromises in newer relationships are much different than ones that someone has been with someone for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious of what compromise looks like in a long-term um, relationship. It's, it's funny because I feel like I don't even know what, if Carrie's trying to talk about her own scenario, I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. Like, what compromise is she making? Just going like once a weekend to this country place? Is that really that much of a compromise? Yeah. Yeah. Like really? Yeah. I don't know. Well, like, what, what, Gilly, when does it become too compromising? <laughs> is the equivalent, like let's say if your partner was like super, super into boating and you're like, I hate boating. I'm seasick. And then they're like, this is so important to me. You have to go. Like, I don't, I, I, I don't know. Let I, me think I, of something I really, really don't like right now. Oh, there's so much stuff I don't like. Let's let's do this as a little exercise. 
Okay. Something I really, really don't like. Like, I don't really like watching football. That doesn't bother me as much for some if reason. If there's snacks there, well, I have to kind of find things that are fine. Like, if there's snacks, if I can, like, you know, relax on a sofa. Like, I can find things. But, like, if I had to, like, go to a bar every weekend and, like, cheer for a football team, that might be that might be hard. Go, okay, this is this is it. If I had to go to a bar every weekend and watch, like, my guy, like, watch golf that 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 just seems like nails on a chalkboard i i I love how you said watch your guy watch the sport yeah like because obviously like i don't what i'm not gonna watch golf so i would just be there in spirit to support and he wanted me there for example i have the answer what here's something if i was in a relationship i would not compromise on what if i was going out with someone who partied very hard drank heavily and like really had to go out. And for me personally, mm. that would impact my mental well-being because I've elected not to drink. I still like to go out. I like to have fun, but I yeah. could not be around somebody who was like a very, very heavy drinker um, because yes. I, it, that would be something I'd be unwilling to compromise on. Any and uh, Yeah. Anything yeah. with addiction, I think what I would have a very difficult time compromising. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think um, – well, Trey's relationship with his mother. I don't know. But that one that one might be hard to compromise on, too. I dated a guy um, in San Francisco who he drank a lot. But, like, it was, like, his activity on the weekend. It wasn't even, like, day drinking, nighttime drinking, during the week drinking. It was, like... I met him playing soccer. So aside from like our soccer team, like his hobbies were like drinking related. Yeah. Uh, that's a no for me. Yeah. And not even like that fun of situations or locations of drinking, you know? And it just was so, it just seemed like a waste of a day, you know? Um, but I don't, I don't know if I would put that up there and, and being the, biggest sacrifice for yeah, me, but I, I wouldn't I, love I it. I think it's so it's so relative to what you value. And yeah. And and I think for Carrie, she and Aiden fundamentally have different values. Um and you're really seeing this come to a head. And I think yeah. um, you know, looking at uh Trey and Charlotte, Trey and Charlotte have a lot of similar values, but yes. you're also seeing some clashing there. They really value family. They value yes. tradition. They value um, their relationship. And then, but you're also seeing the how compromise comes into their relationship, in which you know, uh, you know, Charlotte walks in on Trey in the bath, bathing himself, and his mother is sitting there with a cigarette, and like that would make me incredibly uncomfortable, and. I think Charlotte has to then kind of accept it because Trey says, well, this is how my mother and I connect. I was raised by a nanny. And I, I wanted to be like, ah, you're 30-something. I know. You haven't worked out therapy yet. Like, this is not okay. <laughs> sorry. Like, dude, like, rationalizing that still, like, has me with a giant question mark over it. <laughs> sorry. I know. Can you explain why your ancient mother is smoking a cigarette? And you're naked and you're, he's, Trey's in his forties. 
Yeah. I'm like really just trying to imagine that like any situation in my, if my brother was in the bath and like my mom was like there. I mean, like it's like after a certain age, and I love what Charlotte says. She's like, that is not appropriate parent child relationship after five, four in some cases. <laughs> like she said, <laughs> four years old. <laughs> and like, I truly like this. That to me was such a red flag. It, it was, it was so, so weird. It was so funny, though, because if you like I the way that I look at it is just do the math. OK, so he's talking about his childhood. This nanny raised him. And so let's say let's say childhood is ages zero through 12. He's like 42. So he's had like a good 30 years of bath time with his mom. I think that's enough <laughs> compared to the 12 years. I think we've made up for lost time. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> can you please stop doing that? Like, I know. Like your wife I, I think- do that or something? I don't know. <laughs> But I think this really just kind of stays, is on brand for Trey. Like, I mean, in the the episode in which Corey came on, you know, Trey, who has such a problem maintaining erections, is able to maintain his erection after his mother walks in on him having sex. And here you have him getting, you know, bathing with his mother there. And then he proceeds to have sex with Charlotte after fighting about it. Like, it's just like screaming mom issues. and. Yeah. Were the, were the writers aware of this or are we just so aware of like, you know, triggers and like mom, like ther- therapeutic interventions now that we're, we're like mini therapists watching this? Um, I don't know. Trey is just and then you have the whole thing that Charlotte's like trying to get pregnant. So she's trying to become a mother. There's just like a lot of there's yeah, some the, kink here. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of and then the flowers and the yeah, the. Um, pollination of the flower. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, and then, and then Bunny's like, these are my children. These are my babies. He's having sex with Charlotte around her. It's just like this. There's like a lot of just like theme being thrown at us. Like this truly from like an AP lit class, like there'd be a lot of theme and a lot of analysis to kind well, of like, you know, to get into. Um, um, I do want to talk about Miranda and Steve because yeah this is an interesting Miranda's had some real plot lines Miranda comes over to Carrie's apartment and Aiden is there and Miranda's like she looks great by the way she looks great hey can you call your little pal Steve like his insurance company is calling and Aiden goes sure I know he wants to talk to you about some stuff too and he just drops that little turd and doesn't explain. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, tell me. And like, is it that he's still in love with me and X, Y, Z, da, 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 da. And he goes, Steve's got testicular cancer. And he, and then Miranda's Drops like, I'm just a, a selfish or like just, arrogant bitch. I'm or just something. a bitch. And, you know, this is post um, Miranda, the last episode, her mother passed away. So Miranda is really a character. I mean, there's some like real issues going on in this show right now. We've got um, like the Charlotte's potential infertility. We have Miranda Soft's the mother. We have now um, a partner who, (laughs) an ex or a partner who's sick or who's going through something like medical related. So it's interesting that these plot points are happening to Miranda. Um, and I love how she handled it with Steve and, and how she's like, they're in the park. She, he, they're talking about it. And she gives him tough 
love and mm-hmm. is like, no, we're not making a light. We're not making light of this. this. is a serious deal. And then she ends up, that actually motivates him. And he gets the right help, has the insurance that's going to cover it. Um, he ends up thanking her for being a huge bitch. But this is a, this is the turning point for Miranda and Steve. Yeah. I love my Miranda sarcasm is I do love that. She's like trying to give him a pep talk and be like, this is serious. And she goes, this isn't your crazy yellow toenail, Steve. This is cancer. (laughs) This is cancer. (laughs) Um, Fuck. I forgot. I totally forgot. Like I have really, really another great line from her in this episode. Uh, oh, wait, this is the one that she says when when they're on the bench and he's like, ah, I've got like a something doctor. And she's like, who the hell is this doctor? Does he have a storefront outside of Port Authority? And like, <laughs> as a as a wee hockey and I go to Port Authority every day and I just love that New York City reference, because if you're around Port Authority, you completely get like it's a fucking <laughs> shit show <laughs> and it's a place to completely avoid. And so I thought that was a great New York reference. Um so yeah, some two some great Miranda isms in this episode. Oh, so good. Um, but in the end, we have Steve. He gets the surgery, mm-hmm. and Miranda is there taking care of him, and you know, uh, making compromises, I guess, and and kind of taking on this very nurturing role for letting him, him as a friend, like letting him have the last dumpling or something like that when they order. Yeah, letting him have the last dumpling, taking care of him, um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, this is. Um, yeah, Brandon and Steve. Like, and I, it's just so funny watching the show, kind of knowing what's coming next. Yeah, um, I do. And then love also their knowing, dynamic. yeah, I like their. They dynamic. have a great dynamic. Yeah, of 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 she's like you know being so nice, and he's like, "What are you doing? Like, are you treating me like a sick person?" And she's like, "Well, I just felt so bad that I yelled at you in the park." And he's like, "I'm out of here. Like, I'm leaving." And and she was saying, like, you know, I was mean. He was like, no, it was good that you were mean because I, like, made an appointment and da-da-da-da-da-da. And, like, I need that. And he's like, and I will have the last dumpling. <laughs> yeah, I know. This was a sweet plot Give me that last dumpling. <laughs> and um, I think the next episode, is that the one where he goes to get, like, potentially the, the ball implant? I think so. The the one ball, yeah. Um, and, um, you know, testicular cancer, it's really serious for men. And so I wonder at the time if this had any influence on men getting checked. I mean, they didn't, it's interesting in TV now, I think they would talk about like signs and symptoms and how it happened as kind of like an educational plug. Yeah. But yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, this, this episode is interesting. It's so iconic for the carry plot points. Um, Especially like that the the green outfit she wears, like the little country things. Um, oh, we didn't talk about her in the mud. I don't know why I found that like so satisfying to watch her struggle. Um, Carrie, yeah, yeah, because um, she can like wear the highest heels, but she can't like fucking stand in mud. Like what an idiot. <laughs> 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 but also, like, what was Aiden thinking? Like, clearly she's not going to lug timber over to, like, like, some area. What could we possibly be doing, too? Like, I get the, <laughs> wor- I get the like, not wanting to work part, Carrie. Like, but I, the whole thing. Yeah, Carrie, um, I I did get that. I, I, I related to when she, you know, she made the pie crust and she was trying, yeah. right? She was trying. 
she's like, I'm doing this. I'm kind of playing this role. And then when like us one small inconvenience just tips you over the fucking edge, you're just like, I'm fucking losing this shit. Like she was clearly trying to contain herself. And she was so, I think anytime she's inconvenienced um, or she's like her needs aren't the top priority, she, she can't handle it. It's just so, I can't. I don't know. She just bothers me so much. Like, it was just, like, such a big deal for her to be there. Um, I'm curious, Gilly. I wonder if we are going to continue down this path of kind of, like, annihilating Carrie's character. I wonder if there's a turning point in the series in which we end up kind of rooting for her. Because I think you kind of do. If I Maybe I have amnesia, but... um, I think when Berger comes along... He's yeah. such an ass that in comparison, you yeah, know. she gets a taste of her own medicine. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So what, um, do you have any fashion call outs? Oh my God. She's fashion roadkill. Um, I really liked both of Carrie's country outfits, her like little striped yes. skirt with her little hot pink peasant top. And then the like kind of Buffalo plaid check, like, you know, tied at the waist, collared shirt i like that with like the little short like hot pants and like yeah yeah, tons of like um low rise midriffs from sam and carrie and they have like amazing abs low rise is like ever present now like i see it everywhere and i just don't i don't i mean i'm sure i could wear it i don't really like the the shape of my body wearing low rise but man sam and sam and carrie rock it um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I also thought Aiden looked very cute in this episode. He had like casual tees on, his yeah, hair looked, looked cute. Um, yeah, that's I guess that's like a cute guy, not really a fashion call out, but um and Steve had some like great tees. Like the men yeah. had some like very good like graphic tees, which I liked. Yeah. Um so I'm gonna quickly write down my rating because I do not want to be influenced by you. Okay. I had a religious experience at Manolo Blahnik. One, two. Two, three. Three. 3.75. Oh, wow. I gave it a three. I, I am questioning my decision now. <laughs> I just don't find it that, like, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of boring. It was a little bit boring. I've always thought of this episode as kind of boring. Like, <sighs> yeah. I, I want more, that, yeah. like, drama. I want more, like, I don't know. Yeah, I get that. Next week, I think you're going to get that. I think I'm going to get it. <laughs> I think we're going to get it. Um, but you know what's funny? I wonder if we could rate an episode like a four plus if it's a heavily carry tracker episode. Like, I wonder if we would look back and if Jason can maybe look at this data, if a lot of our <laughs> like five. <laughs> Jason, is he still out there collecting <laughs> data for us? No, we actually need to have him on the podcast. I know we need to have he will by the it. end of the year. Well, we should do it in November as his like one year anniversary of being on the pod. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I'll, I'll reach out. I'll, I'll contact him. <laughs> his agent Heather's gonna. Well, she'll she'll get a booking on. Um, but no, I'm, I'm curious if we tend to rate episodes higher when we are more on Carrie's side. I'm just I'm just curious. I feel like we rate episodes higher when we're shitting all over Carrie. When she's okay, this is true. The worst. (laughs) 
You rated a three today, though. I know you're right. You're right. <laughs> we'll have to let the data will speak for itself. Would, yeah, we'll see how those like little curves go. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, I was going to say, oh, um, yeah. Thank you again. Thank you, everyone who reaches out every week to us when they listen. It makes yeah. us feel great. And it um, does. I, I love um, praise. <laughs> I do. We love praise. <laughs> um, we do. I get no, yeah. but um, yeah, please like leave a review if you've a time in your day. Um, we love reviews. Um, <laughs> we like good reviews. <laughs> um, follow us at the Miranda's pod um, or even email us at the Miranda's pod at gmail.com. If you want to come on, if you have a question, if you have a funny date story that happened recently um, or DM Ooh, us. Love, love, love a good date story. Yeah, we like to, we, we you know, we want to start regurgitating more of what you guys are uh, doing. And, and um, yeah. Okay, so before we leave, there is uh, an iconic scene in this episode that we didn't <laughs> talk about. We're not about. done. Okay, we rate, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. This is my Bye. brain not be able to let, not be able to let things go. Is when Carrie goes to the drive-through. Oh yeah, this is an iconic she orders Sex in the City gif. Uh, fries, burger, then a cosmopolitan, and then she just gets a strawberry shake. Yeah, yeah, because they're which like, kind of a Carrie tracker for fucking with a fast food worker, but whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I do love that that gif of her and like a wife beater, like in the pickup truck. Just yeah, yeah. That one circulates the web. Maybe I'll maybe I'll put it on the gram. Any ancient um, but yeah, scrolls, everyone- by the way. Oh wait, yes, I did have an ancient scroll. Sorry, and we're almost ancients- done, everyone. <laughs> I know. Sorry, my my ancient scrolls are Steve mentioning Lance Armstrong and the Drew Barrymore guy as his like <laughs> testicular cancer references. You I know? know, I know, I know. As a child of the '90s, those are references that like we just completely get that people now would just like people like teens now would just have no idea. Lance Absolutely no Armstrong. idea. Oh my gosh. And then um, who's the Drew Barrymore guy? What was his name? Um, God, I can't remember. The guy who had, had like Freddie Finger. He was really annoying. Um, fuck. What is that Wait, guy's Al, name? Let me look. Tom Al Green. Green. Al, Tom Green. I just said Al Green. Tom, Tom Green. Green. That's right. Oh my gosh. Yes. How could I forget? Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah. And this is before like Lance Armstrong's like, you know, major controversy with steroids. So he was still like, yeah. Know, he was still living strong. Um, but so I thought those are my ancient scrolls of the episode. Um, yeah. All right, everyone. Well, we will. All right. Well, we will see you next week for some more sex in the country. Bye, our little little squirrels. Oh, you stole mine. Bye, our little. That's, you stole McDon- my joke. And McDonald's apple tarts. Bye. Bye.